I'm Scott. And I'm Melissa. And we are the Sunshine Travelers. Our passion is travel and sharing our experiences with those who share our passion, want to learn more about travel, or even those that just want to live vicariously through our travel experiences. No matter where you fall along that journey, get ready to hear about our firsthand experiences as we visit some of the most amazing places on Earth. Many of you may be wondering what and where are the Galapagos Islands? Or perhaps this is one of the places that's already on your travel bucket list. And some of you just enjoy living vicariously through our travel adventures. If any of these apply to you, pack your bag and join us as we share our journey to the Galapagos. So we made it. That was a feeling of exhilaration when we finally made it on board the yacht. Yes, it absolutely was. It was a bit of a bumpy trip trying to get there, but we made it. We started the morning with a very early flight from Quito, Ecuador. A member of our travel company picked us up from the hotel and assisted us with the check-in process at the airport. Yeah. By the way, check the show notes for a link to the travel company, Galapagos Travel Center, that we used. We worked with Diana, and it's really worth it to do business with a local company that will handle all of the paperwork and processes for you. Yes, she was very knowledgeable, and we heard from a fellow guest that dealing with somebody there in Ecuador was much better than somebody in the U.S. And we can do another episode on keto and the tours that were arranged for us by the tour company. For this leg of the trip, we realized that there was one stop in the coastal city of Guayaquil. Some people were headed to the coast to enjoy their beach vacation, but we would stay on the plane and make a short hop over to the islands. That's when things got a little interesting. Neither of us had ever been on a flight before that experienced a bird strike. Just as we were about to lift off the ground, a bird flew into our left engine with a loud thud. The pilot immediately put the plane back down on the runway and skidded to a stop. (laughs) Amazingly, everybody on the plane... um, managed to stay calm, and within a couple of minutes, the pilot notified us of what had happened. They taxied us back to the gate, and we began the process of trying to figure out, you know, what was next. I honestly thought there was no way that they were going to get us um, out of there anytime soon. Amazingly, though, within a few hours, they had another plane on the ground from Quito, and we were off to the Galapagos with just a brief delay So only missing the first excursion of the trip, but getting there in time to enjoy dinner. Yes, we were very thankful for that. Now, what and where are the Galapagos Islands, you may ask? Because before we went, I had a lot of people ask me, you're going where? Well, it's a chain of approximately 19 islands off the coast of Ecuador in the Pacific Ocean, right along the equator. Today, the Galapagos are a national park where visitors can explore the flora and the fauna of a relatively young island chain born of volcanic activity that continues today. The islands are known for their fearless wildlife and spectacular diving and snorkeling. Spoiler alert, this trip is going to fall more into the category of a luxury trip, but when you think about it, you could easily spend this type of money for a week at Disney, so you just have to keep everything in perspective. You know, Melissa, I was surprised to learn that 25,000 people roughly live on the islands. Most in a few larger cities on the four inhabited islands, but still more than I had expected. And these islanders make their living on tourism and fishing. True, but the real draw of the Galapagos is definitely the wildlife. Giant tortoise that live to be about 150 years old, 
sea lions, marine iguanas, sea turtles, and of course penguins, my favorite, just to name a few. These animals have lived such an isolated life, they almost show an interest in the visitors. So let's start with a little insight with uh, what a typical day looks like when you're cruising through the Galapagos. So we were on a yacht named Camilla. She's part of the fleet named Royal Galapagos, and they call her the Horizon. I didn't quite understand why it has two names, but if you're looking for this boat on the internet, uh, you can look for either Camilla or uh, the Royal Galapagos Horizon. She had eight staterooms with four on each floor and then a sun deck with a hot tub on the very top level. At 16 passengers, this is a very intimate experience. It had just recently been refurbished and everything was in beautiful condition. Each room had a private balcony, king-size bed, and a full bathroom. You also have a common dining area where all the meals were served by a fabulous chef and friendly stewardesses. We did an eight-day cruise, and each day started with an early breakfast and then your first excursion of the day. Sunlight there is from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. year-round because you're on the equator, and you want to be out and catch the animals during their most active times of the day, which is the morning and the afternoon. Sometimes the first excursion was a hike. Some days it was a tender or a small boat ride that they call a pangea, or it was a snorkel adventure. The night before, they would do a briefing and tell us what to expect and how to dress for the next day's activities. And definitely one of our favorite activities was the snorkeling. Snorkeling was absolutely off the charts. And depending on which island you visit, the marine life changes. In some places, we swam with sea turtles. Uh, literally, I remember the first day when we went out snorkeling, we were surrounded by sea turtles. It was 10, 12, or more sea turtles there. Some places we swam with penguins. Melissa said those were one of her favorites. And then on almost all of the other locations, we had sea lions. And I tell you, you almost didn't notice the amazing aquarium of tropical fish that were there because of all the other wildlife that was swimming alongside you. Absolutely true. I think there was one time when we expected to see more sea lions. And so um, because they weren't there, then we finally got to enjoy a lot of the fish um, as well. I do want to take a minute and tell you about the camera gear that I took and would recommend. I'm an amateur photographer and I love nature photography. I have a, a Nikon D7000 camera and had purchased a 600 millimeter telephoto lens for the trip. Some people had said, you won't need such a lens and it'll be too heavy to enjoy. They're like, when you're walking on the lava, it's going to be heavy and you'll get tired. But let me just tell you is that lens allowed me to get some of the most amazing photos that you could imagine. It was even to the point where after some of the people saw the pictures I was able to get um, with this camera and lens, they just put down their own camera and said, we'll wait to um, get copies of your photos. And I, I didn't mind that. Um, it was a small, small boat, very intimate, as we talked about, only 16 passengers. So you got to know everyone pretty well. In addition, uh, for underwater videos and pictures, I had taken a GoPro Hero 4 that I'd had for many years. 
Um, with the clear water, it made good photos and videos. But after we got back, I decided to upgrade um, to the new GoPro Hero 10. Um, and so we're looking forward to that on our next trip to St. John. Um, the, some of the people had newer models of GoPros uh, on that trip. And when I saw the quality difference between uh, what they were getting versus what I was getting with the older GoPro 4, uh, that's why I decided to make that change. I'll put some links in the show notes to some of the equipment. Um, I also bought Melissa before the trip an Olympus TG6 camera for use in the water and doing video. And the quality on that camera is terrific and will be a great complement to our GoPro. Yes, it was amazing. The underwater videos I got of the turtles and the penguins and the sea lions with that camera. So now back to the trip. After each excursion, we were met on deck with refreshing beverages like iced tea and fresh fruit juice and usually some sort of light snack. They would usually have lunch prepared, followed by a brief downtime. We could relax on the sun deck, or most people took a short nap to prepare for the afternoon's activities. Usually, if we did a hike in the morning, we snorkeled in the afternoon or vice versa. Every evening started with a briefing of the next day's activities and was followed by an amazing dinner prepared by our chef. He was great at catering for people's preferences and dietary restrictions, and so it was important to always notify them of dietary needs so they can make sure that they have things that you can eat. So personally, I'm allergic to shellfish, and so obviously there was a lot of that there, so they needed to know in advance to make sure to prepare meals that didn't have that. We also had some vegan shipmates, and he did his best to serve them something unique at each meal too. One of the things we did to get ready for this trip was to read suggested packing lists that others had made. We were limited to a checked bag, one carry-on, and one personal item for the flight that goes from Quito to the Galapagos. We don't typically like to carry any more than this, so that wasn't much of a challenge for us. Uh, We did keep our camera gear with us, plus toiletries, uh, any medicines, a few clothes, um, things like that, because... if they, they got lost on the way over in the check luggage, uh, it'd be really hard to, or next to impossible to replace those once arriving out in the islands. We probably should do a future episode about packing for travel. And if you're one of those folks that show up at the airport with everything but the kitchen sink, we highly recommend that you pay attention to this section. One thing that was consistent across all of the suggested packing list was to limit what you bring. You really don't need complete outfits for every day of the trip. We loved the atmosphere of the ship. While very luxurious, it was also very casual. You don't need to bring dress clothes for dinner. Uh, We will warn you that because of the humidity, things don't dry very quickly. So lightweight fabrics will be your friend. Yes. So here's a few things that you're going to want to bring along on a trip like this. We definitely needed a couple of bathing suits. We also, they provided wetsuits, but we needed bathing suits for our snorkeling. We needed water shoes for water landing. So we brought thick rubber soled Tevas so that we had sandals and then they could be used as water shoes. We're going to put a link to those in the show notes as well. Hiking shoes or tennis shoes for the dry landings and the hikes on the lava fields. We did have a few times that we had to have closed-toed shoes, so those came in handy. We also needed a non-marking sole shoe for exclusively use on the boat. Some boats are more particular than others about this, and a lot of times we had to leave the shoes that were 
taken off um, the boat and they had like a shoe rack area when you got on the boat to leave those there to keep the deck clean. And of course, the cameras that we mentioned, we did choose to bring our DSLRs and the waterproof cameras, the GoPro, the Olympus, again, the links in the show notes. So we also had extra batteries and memory cards and, and bags for the cameras. We used some waterproof bags and the backpacks to get on and off the tenders and then on and off when we did the hikes. And then we just needed a few outfits to wear on the boat and for on the hikes. It's warm year round in the Galapagos, so make sure that you have light colored loose fitting shirts for those hikes. Some things that will help protect you from the sun, but are lightweight. A pair of pants is also suggested for some of the hikes, but you want to have some comfortable clothes for the evening and to keep you warm on the boat as well. I didn't wear pants. Um, I guess I should say I didn't wear long pants. Depending on what time of the year you go, you we might suggest a raincoat. Thankfully, we went at the very end of the rainy season. We took one with us, but it wasn't an issue, and so we ended up not even needing it. Finally, you definitely want a hat with a wide brim, ball cap, is also came in handy as well. The Galapagos are near the equator and the sun can be pretty intense. Reef safe sunscreen and then of course toiletries, medicines, things like um, motion sickness medicine and just a few things in case of emergencies. And so that's pretty much the list of necessary items. You'll find almost everything else to be unnecessary weight. With only 16 passengers, it isn't exactly a fashion show. So having things that mixed and match, kind of like a capsule wardrobe, were pretty handy. So we'll, we'll, what we'll do is we'll put this packing list in the show notes. And if you're interested in taking this trip, you can come back and reference this packing list. Because these were the things that we thought that you really needed. Everything else just becomes extra weight. Absolutely. And again, I think we'll do another episode just on packing because packing and preparation is a huge part of having a successful trip and successful travel. So Melissa, what was your favorite part of the trip? So do I have to pick just one? <laughs> Let me give you a couple. So I definitely think swimming with the sea lions, the sea turtles, and the penguins. I didn't know that we were going to get to do that so much and it was just a really, really cool experience as you pay a lot of money other places to swim with those types of animals in artificial environments. So swimming with them in their natural habitat was just amazing. And then number two, which I also think was unexpected that I really enjoyed was getting to know the other passengers and also the crew members. We've been in touch with most everyone as far as the other passengers since the trip. And so that was just really neat and something I really didn't expect from the trip at all. As a matter of fact, we're going to London uh, next week. And while we're there, Melissa's going to try to meet up with a couple of the passengers that we met that live in London. So that's kind of a neat thing is that you can meet these people that you've never met before and then you create a bond through this common interest of travel and it allows you to start a, a friendship. Yes, that was really just one of the unexpected, I think, outcomes of this type of experience. What about you, Scott? So can I tell a funny story? Absolutely. We were, you know, late getting to the ship because of the uh, bird strike that we had in Guayaquil. Um, and so there was one set of passengers who had come from a different place 
And they were already on the ship waiting for us when everybody else arrived. So the other 14 passengers were on our flight. Uh, And so when we got there, we hadn't been on the ship more than 10 minutes. We introduced ourselves to the people that were already there. And um, some of the people that had traveled with us, friends of ours that were there on the trip, were introducing themselves. They told um, that they were from Noonan, which is where we used to live. And uh, the lady turns and says, huh. I have a really good friend who lives in Noonan. And matter of fact, uh, she had moved there. She was a real estate agent and she and her husband had moved there. And it hit me that this was our neighbor from two doors down when we lived in Noonan. So I asked her, you know, is it, is it Debbie and mentioned her name? And uh, immediately the lady was like, yes, that's her. So We'd gone halfway across the world, it seems like. We got on this boat with 16 random people. And out of those random people, someone knows our neighbor from two two doors down. It really is such a small world. And you just have no idea the connections. So what was my favorite part of the trip? You had asked me that before I interrupted. Um, You know... I think for me, it was the chance to take pictures of some of the most amazing uh, wildlife um, that you can imagine on this planet, right? And because they're not afraid of humans, you really could get some shots that you just can't get anywhere else. Um, And so, you know, I think for me, getting to take some of these pictures as a, you know, an amateur photographer and having them turn out so great. Um, I think that was probably one of the things I really loved the most about this trip. And I hope that we can take some of these pictures and put them up on our website or out on our Instagram page um, so that uh, you'll be able to to look at them and see them yourself and just see the absolute beauty of the animals that live there in the Galapagos. So our website is sunshinetravelers.com. And then our new Instagram uh, page is Sunshine Travelers Podcast. So, yes, we will absolutely do that. We'll have a post over there with some pictures. And um, then we'll also post those and some videos on Instagram. So just so you can get a good feel for the photography and the videos and the snorkeling adventures that we've talked about as well. And one other thing I think that was really interesting. So our guide was so, so knowledgeable about all the animals, not only the ones there, but how they also compare to the animals that we have, say, here in Florida and the sea turtles that nest on our beach and how they compare. So I think this year that'll just give me a whole nother level of appreciation as we see those sea turtles nesting on our beach and how to um, just help raise awareness and protect them and protect our local environment as well. Yeah, it's almost time for the sea turtles to begin their nesting. Yes, very excited about that as well. If you like to visit unique places and are up for adventure travels, this is the trip for you. This itinerary could be combined with a trip to the Amazon basin or visiting other locations in Ecuador. If you have the extra time to add to your trip, I highly recommend that you do so. Check out the links in the show notes to learn more about the Royal Galapagos Horizon 
and tips to help you plan your trip. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will find some inspiration for your next trip, or perhaps this is something that you want to add to your bucket list. Most importantly, subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and share it with your friends to help them catch the travel bug, especially anyone who is traveling to Ecuador and the Galapagos. You never know, they may become your greatest travel companions.